Welcome to the AP Podcast. Today we have Andrew Shows on the podcast with us. Welcome, Andrew. How's it going? Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on the show as well. Um, today I really wanted to bring Andrew on and talk about online coaching. So Andrew is a complete online coach as of now. He said that he's uh, independent from the gym, um, what's called a virtual trainer. Uh, so what I am also is an online coach and kind of want to get his perspective and show you guys, uh, what it's like to be coached by an online coach, but also, you know, what it takes to become an online coach. So Andrew, if you can give us some background, um, tell us your story, man. Tell us where you came from, you know, how you got into fitness. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Yeah. So I, I think like most people who get into any sort of career like this, started out in a corporate gym. I had graduated from college with an exercise science degree, and I also had a math degree, and I didn't really know what to do with either of those. And my, my friend was like, hey, why don't you like start working out at this gym that I'm working out at? And it was an LA fitness, and I'd never worked out at a corporate gym in my entire life, uh, usually just like school gyms. And he was like, we were, we were working out there for a while and he was like, Hey, why don't you start working here? Like I'm thinking about getting a job here too. And so I took the job at LA fitness, um, you know, slaved for $12 an hour and, uh, ended up leaving there to go to a small, um, like a smaller gym. Actually this gym, we're in the shirt right now. It's called Los Campeones. Um, which was more of my way to go independent, um, train people in person. And then eventually we ended up, me and my girlfriend moved to California. Mm. And so I had to, basically all the clients that I had transitioned as many as I could over to, to online clients and then needed a way to, you know, got more online clients and just kind of built that up as it went. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And that's kind of a uh, similar uh, to my story as well. Um, it's amazing how technology now we can uh, create stuff and, and do this online training and, and uh, really work with anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That was also a nice thing because, you know, at LA Fitness, if you've ever worked at a corporate gym, you know that a lot of the times you don't get to pick who you work with. And so I had, you know, like a whole spectrum of people um, who, you know, obviously all of them had a goal of wanting to lose weight, but just in terms of personality, it was all over the board and which was actually, I think a really good thing. So a point that I want to make, I, I guess you kind of want me to give a little bit of like advice along the way too, I hope. Yeah. Um, but a tip is that I actually, I think that I would advise people not to start out as online coaches, as virtual coaches. Um, I think that you miss out on a lot of really crucial experience. And so one of the things that like I hated working at LA fitness, like I got paid no money to work a lot of hours as most people that work at gyms in general feel like I think. And, but the best thing that I got was experience, right? Like I worked with every type of person you can imagine. And I made a lot of mistakes which was, which is crucial, right? Like I, you know, I had a, a degree, I was certified. So I felt like I was on top of the world. Like I knew everything. And, you know, I basically like 50% of my clients fell off after the first like two months, basically. And the only, you know, the only reason they stuck around is because at LA Fitness, you have to 
have a, an entire year contract. You can't just go month to month. And so a lot of them, like they paid for that and they wouldn't even show up for the rest of the months. And, and so that was like, a, that was a huge learning tool for me because first I realized like, Oh, I'm not that great. I don't know everything. And then also I learned how to work with people that I normally like wouldn't have taken on. Mm-hmm. which now I use with the clients I have now because I have that perspective and also the experience, right? Um, it also gives you like stories to pull from, right? Cause a lot of the times, and we'll go into this probably in this podcast too. A lot of times with the clients that I have now, um, it's good to have like scenarios that have come up so that you can relate it to them and then they can, you know, feel like, like if they feel like they're not making progress, you can have a, you know, a relatable story um, that kind of shows them like, okay, well, this is where you're at. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. hold on. You're going to go through this stage and then come out on the other side. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think uh, most people think that training is, you got to know the science behind nutrition and training. And it is obviously you got to know the the plan to set them up with, but I think there's so much more and uh, being able to relate to your clients and having good communication uh, with all walks of life is really where you're probably going to get most of your success because you're going to make them happy and they're going to refer you to more people to in turn keep your wheels turning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I like that you brought up like it's one thing to know the science behind it, which obviously is super important. You have to know that. but Actually, my client the other, I think last week, she was like, you know, I was talking to my husband and I was telling him, I was like, I didn't realize that signing up for an online coach meant I was <laughs> getting a therapist. <laughs> and because like, it, it really is that, you know, it's kind of the people that have been in this for a while, they understand that like, you know, personal training and then like coaching in general is, is like 20% the science and like 80% understanding how to communicate with people, how to motivate them, um, how to, you know, put yourself in their shoes and yeah, really just like, you know, coaching their mind versus just giving them a program and saying good luck. Yeah. Yeah. I see it a lot. Um, and I don't know what your specific niche is right now, but definitely have to, to be able to know yourself so you can relate to, um, your clients in order to be successful because I've done the same thing with you and, started to appeal to a niche and stuff like that, that I really had no way to relate with. And this is when I started doing a lot of uh, older women, <laughs> older women through the yeah. program. And so, you know, I haven't had a kid or I haven't had that experience to be a parent. I haven't, you know what I mean? So it was a little hard yeah. to transition because um, everybody perceives stresses and everybody perceives like their life a different way. And so I'm used yeah. to, like, I was used to athletes. Um, I, I prep a lot of people for like men's physique and bodybuilding, stuff like that. And then I kind of transitioned into a general weight loss and it was a big, huge change. So I know what you mean by that. But I think that what you're saying is completely hundred percent. I agree with is it makes you more versatile in the long run. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then allows you to pivot. And then also you can cross relate that information too, right? Like, I think if you only know about one specific type of person, it's going to limit how you're going to be able to help that person. Mm-hmm. Right. What's, what's your niche right now? Uh, right now I'm still uh, kind of dabbling in both. I, for me, 
Um, I love working with athletes. I have a couple, I have like a, a D1 athlete for volleyball and stuff. And I work with um, men's physique uh, athletes and some bodybuilding in the past, but right now men's physique, that's what I kind of really like. And then I also, I love helping everybody, obviously, but um, that's where I came from. And so um, it was the sports side of things, but now it's kind of hard because you got to live right. And with competitors, the income isn't going to be there. And so as much, unless you become on a bigger scale and where I'm at, I'm in Northern Idaho. And there's not a lot here. <laughs> so um, social media is great, but I think moving to an area that would be able to be a bigger corporation for that kind of niche would help me. But right now I'm doing a lot of general weight loss with just uh, young to middle-aged males and females and uh, really giving them uh, the accountability system. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's what about you? I- I'm I am ninety percent women between the ages of twenty five and forty, <laughs> and it seems like it seems like that's where most of my yeah. I don't know how you do marketing and stuff, but it seems like yeah. I through Facebook ads and stuff like that. It seems like that is the number one age range and gender and I don't know what else, but that that uh, comes through and fills out applications and actually gets on my program through an application process. Is that right there? Um, and I'm not really sure, but it seems like obviously a post-pregnancy or something they want to get back in shape. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, I can hear you. It's a little bit shaky. Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I think like part of the reason for me, I don't know if it's just, I relate to women more than guys or not, but I think it's, um, also just the fact that like women are more willing to ask for help. And, you know, and also, especially with health too, like they care about how the, the way they look, you know, and that's always like the first thing, right? Like people will be like, I'll always get people they're like, oh, I want to lose X number of pounds. And I'll be like, okay, why do you want to lose X number of pounds? And they're like, well, you know, I want to, you know, I have a wedding coming up or I have some event coming up and then, you know, I'll kind of dig deeper, right? I'll be like, okay, well, what, why do you want to look good for this event or whatever? And like, oh, I just, I want to be more confident. Sounds like and, we kind of had the same mentors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Probably. Um, well, if you've been doing this for any any stretch of time and you you know care about it and are willing to learn, like you kind of you start to figure this stuff out. But um, yeah, I mean, what I've figured out it's it's never what's on the surface, right? And so most of my clients will come in wanting to lose weight, and really what they were looking for is they want confidence. They want to you know feel good about themselves, and they think that losing weight or, you know, something that's in that spectrum will give them that feeling. And, and it might, yeah, but only for a short amount of time. And so it always transitions with my clients into figuring out what, you know, it's always something else, right? It's never <laughs> like the weight loss is just, it's like a byproduct of yeah, what actually is happening in their life. And it usually comes down to confidence and it usually comes down to, like not really knowing what they want and really not being in tune with their intuition. Yeah, no, I agree. 110%. Literally I'll go through the application process and exactly what you said. I want to lose 20, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, whatever it is. And um, they'll say all these things. And then it's funny because then I ask them that question, what you're saying. I'm like, okay, well, why is that so important to you? What are you going to do if you get down that weight? 
what, you, what is that going to enable you to do? And they sit there and they're like, wow, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm like, well, right. well then what, so what I call it is like, what's your why is what I ask them. Right. It's like, literally that's what I use. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's awesome. So, yeah. so yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, and that's the biggest thing is I, uh, have had to adjust because before I've worked with, like I said, athletes and they're just like, just give me, yeah, I'm down. Let's do this. Give me exactly what I need. I'll do whatever you say. Right. And then now I've really had to, in whether it's the sales process or like application process to have them join the program, I've really had to adjust to helping lead through because they really want to do this. But usually people don't say no because of finances or their spouse or something, whether they, they say that. But in reality, I see a lot of it, it's just they're scared to like they got to start something, right? Like, like they're scared to fail. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Or they're afraid to, they know that they're going to have to make a big change. Yeah. Right. Like they're going to have to like, well, well for a lot of them, actually I had one, one girl, she was like, I was like, what's like, what's really stopping you? Why are you not, you know, ready to do this yet? And she was like, I'm afraid I'm going to have to give up like date nights with my boyfriend or something right and because that's what people associate with with weight loss and dieting they they associate like all the things that they're gonna have to give up like i have to give up all this stuff and i mean yeah i mean you know as much as i do like it's never that's never the case like it's really just you just make a few small tweaks stay consistent yep (laughs) consistency is number one yep i agree 100 um well i guess if you were to tell uh how do you, how do you adjust to that? Like, how do you um, explain to them and get them to be confident? I guess for people wanting to be online coaches, they're going to be getting into this space and they might know all the signs, yeah. they might know all of the technique and all, everything to show them. But honestly, to get a clientele and to maintain it, what are some things that you uh, would say that you do um, that help you with that communication skills like you're talking about? Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways I could answer this one. Um, the first thing is I do coaching calls with my clients. Um, I used to do emails, but I, I didn't, I'm, I don't find that I'm a really good writer. Yeah. And so I don't communicate well through that, that way. And I, it, there was like some sort of disconnect with my clients, right? It was the clients who didn't really need a lot from me did really well. And then clients that did, didn't do well at all. And I think, I shouldn't say they didn't do well at all, but they just like, it, they had a harder time just sticking to it type of thing. And so what I found was I would, I mean, that's, that, that was the first change I made is I did coaching calls so I can actually talk to them. Um, and then the other thing was, this is about like how to get them to stick to it, right? Yeah, kind of like more of a community. So how do you get them to be uh, confident and motivated into your system? Oh, um, I guess really I ask that it's all about the questions, right? Like I ask them, you know, what is their why? What, or what do they want and why, why do they want that? Um, but it really, you get into like, what ultimately are they trying to do? Like, 
because a lot of people they don't really think about it right they think that they want to lose like i said they think they want to lose 10 pounds but really i'm like what do you what do you want to do what do you want to accomplish and it doesn't even have to be fitness right this is the other great thing about what i or what i think that i do is that i'm you know a virtual fitness coach but you know most of my coaching not most of it but some of my coaching is not even related to fitness with my clients right i have one client who like all we talk about is her job and like career strategy and the reason is because her career is getting in the way of her health, right? Like she travels 50% of the time for her work. And so, yeah, on the surface, I could be like, okay, we need to, um, you know, you're going to track your macros and then you need to figure out how to track your macros when you go out to eat. And, you know, you need to, you know, this, this, and this, but on the surface, it's like, do you like this job? Right? Like, do you, is this what you want to be doing the rest of your life? Or like, what's next for you? She's, she's like 23. I think she's pretty young, but I was like, what, like, where do you see yourself going? And, um, yeah, we, we basically just talk about mindset around that, but ultimately for people, are you talking about for like getting them, I mean, signing clients up? Well, so yeah, I guess that, that would be good. Um, cause some people will have the, this is pretty much just like trying to save people the mistakes that we've made. Right. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah. I mean, my first piece of advice would be don't start with online coaching. I had, I, I was listening to a podcast. I think it was with Jordan Zayat and he was talking about someone had DM'd him saying like, I'm so like, you're such an inspiration. Um, you're my favorite Instagram coach. And he was like, Instagram coach. Like <laughs> that's that is not what I am. Right. And, and like, he asked, he DM the kid back and he was like, what are you trying to do? He's like, oh, I'm trying to be an online coach like you. And, you know, he was, he great, he gave some great advice and it was basically like, don't like, don't start online because you have to, unless you're willing to like fail a lot and like not understand why you failed. Like when you're, when you're dealing with someone in person, you can't, like, you can't fake it. Mm -hmm. Right. To an extent, I mean, like to an extent, like, you're there with them in person. And I remember one of my clients I had the first day she showed up and she dragged her husband with, and like, they didn't, he, he didn't even have training, but she like convinced our manager that like he had to come with her. And, and she's like, if you met this lady, you'd been like, okay, whatever you say. Like, fine. And she dragged him with, and she was in, all in a bad mood. And she comes, she comes up to me and you know, she's like, you're my trainer now, which, you know, she'd been, I'd been assigned to her and she was like, look, I want to lose 25 pounds and I don't want to sweat. And if you make me do burpees, I'm going to leave. <laughs> and, her, and her poor husband is just sitting there like, Oh God, like <laughs> just do what she says. And, uh, you know, and like, if you're not in person with her, you don't like the first thing I was like, okay, like, there's something up with, with, with her. Right. And what I figured out was that she, you know, she didn't have good trainers in the past and, you know, they made her do burpees and she was just, she didn't want to like do a lot of work and not see results is ultimately what it came down to. And, you know, if you're communicating with someone via email or, or online or whatever, I mean, phone calls a little bit easier, but if you're, if you don't have that face to face contact, like you wouldn't, I wouldn't know that I wouldn't have like felt that from her. Right. And now I have that experience. And so if, if I have someone, you know, for, or if I'm, if someone's applying and, and they have an attitude towards that, which I don't really get 
that ever. But like, if, if say that came up, um, you know, I, I know how to handle that. Right. And it also taught me that the whole like surface level thing, right. That was like my best example of like, she's not saying what she means, right. She's saying how she's feeling in the moment, but she means something else. And ultimately she wants something. She wants to better herself. Mm. Right. And so we all have these like things that we have in front that kind of like, it's like our, our protective barrier. And yeah, that's why you, you have to learn how to, you know, you have to learn how to go deep with people. You have to learn how to peel back the, the, the layers of the onion and, and figure out, you know, what, what is their true why? What is their why? Right. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. I said I say. Yeah, no, I agree. It, uh, it's like, you can't, and I used to have trouble with this in the beginning of uh, the transition, but you can't make an emotional response to their emotion. Right. Like right, I right. a step back 3d view, like what does their action mean? Actually exactly what you're saying because I've had people with the same thing and they'll make these excuses or all these stuff. Um, but in reality, maybe they had a bad day at work because they got fired or they, you know, they got their husband is mad. You know what I mean? There's like so yeah. much that goes with it that if people are listening right now, um, if you're going to go into the online space and go into a broader niche, you really have to do exactly what Andrew was saying is just to become versatile and, really listen uh to your client so you don't make like the first impression is going to be huge for them and then as time goes on as long as you're listening and giving them guidance to fix not just the nutrition but to help yeah. fix, like you know whatever else you don't have to know it you don't have to know the answer but you have to at least right. be with them right yeah actually that's a great point that you just brought up um and i think maybe this is why i get so many female clients but one of the biggest complaints because I, I get a lot of clients that had really bad trainers before they came to me um which i love i love when i get clients like that because i'm like you're about to have the greatest time in your entire life and uh, most of it comes from the fact that they'll all say the same thing they'll say they didn't listen to me right like your number one job as a personal trainer and an online coach is to listen to your client and if you don't have that skill you need to develop it immediately and really all it means is like it means you know not trying to solve their problems because this is the other thing that makes a great coach in general is like you understand that you don't have all the answers it's impossible right i, I can't know everything um and the reality and that actually that's a good thing right that makes my job a lot easier and the reality is your clients have the answers, right? Know what to do, right? Mm -hmm. Unless it's like, unless, you know, they have some, you know, disease or something that they came down with and they, you know, don't know how to cure that. But for the most part, like people know how to get in shape, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eat, eat less food, exercise consistently. You're good, right? It's, it's easy. Like, that's why like knowing the science doesn't really make that big of a difference because like <laughs> it all comes out in the wash, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, this, the, sorry, tangent, the science really just makes it more efficient. It's not really like, yeah, anyway, um, unlearning that stuff. And that's, it depends on what kind of level you're going to for sure. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's really learn how to listen to your clients and, um, that, and that was the other thing with, um, a client that I signed up a couple, 
couple of weeks ago or a month ago, um, where she was, she was another example where she, she had a, a, a trainer before me who, yeah, just like ghosted on her basically, but just didn't, you know, wasn't there, wasn't there for her, right? Wasn't there to listen to her. And, you know, most of the success that I've had with clients is purely for the fact that I just, they just talk to me, right? They just tell me things, right? And that's why, you know, going into this business, you need to understand that you're a, you're a, basically, you're a therapist basically first, right? You're a therapist first and a trainer second. And if, you know, if you, if, if listening to people talk sounds really boring to you, don't get into this job or figure out a way to do it without having to talk to people. Right. And just understand that you're, you know, it's not going to be, it's going to be different, which I, we can go into that, you know, later or something. Yeah, no, like, yeah, there are definitely... That's a good, that's a good point. Um, actually, because we are both probably talking about the same structure of business or online business of how we run things, because I incorporate a lot of the same things with accountability I don't know how you do it, but I have, um, I actually will try to double down because depending on the amount of time that I have during the week. So I'll do like a group accountability call because then it brings everybody yeah. together, um, yeah. do a group office hours, what I call it. And then I allow like to schedule a one-on-one if they need it during the week. Um, and so we do that also with the email follow-ups and everything. So I kind of try to hit it all avenues to really make sure they feel like they're wanted, right? Like they, they have right. attention. That's the main thing. And so, uh, where was I go? Oh, so yeah, you said, um, but you might, that might not be best for you because you got to know yourself. Cause if you don't like talking right. to people, you don't like being a therapist, then don't do that <laughs> because you'll try to do something oh, yeah. you're not good at and then you'll do bad at it. And then it'll just steamroll downhill. So, um, if you want to start, well, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, the, the other thing with that is like, I don't view myself as someone, I don't, I'm not a social person, right? Like I don't, I'm an introvert, right? So I don't necessarily like talking to people and I hate making small talk, mm-hmm. right? And so that was another thing why like training in person was really like drained my energy a lot is because when you're training someone in person, like you're just, you're kind of, there's a lot of small talk that has to happen, right? Like you tell them to do an exercise. And, and so it's interesting because like people always view like in-person training as more valuable. Like they're going to get more from the person for some reason. But the funny thing is that I've actually been able to give more value as an online coach, spending less time with people purely for the fact that I don't have to actually being in person is actually a waste. It's not a waste of time, but it's, it's wasting time because I have to like, there's gaps, right? Like I give them an exercise and then they do it and I watch them and I, you know, like there's no communication going on versus online. Every time I talk to my clients, or if I'm shaking the camera, every time I talk to my clients, it's a hundred percent like about their, like getting them to the next stage, right? Like helping them, giving them value the whole time. And then, yeah, like my, my system takes care of the whole personal training thing. Like I have videos for every single exercise and like all that stuff is taken care of. Yeah, no, um, that's a great point. Um, Cause in, in the application process, when people are trying to come on the program, a big thing that I get, and I don't know if you get is you'll go through. And if you don't state that you're an online trainer in the very beginning, um, they just kind of 
think it's I don't know, but they kind of get confused. Um, yeah. Then the, then when they when you start going into the stuff and you tell them what your program's about, they're like, oh well, where is your gym at? And I'm like, well, I'm an online trainer, and um, I get that a lot. And, and then they're just like, oh well, I don't know if that is gonna fit me because I feel like I need somebody there. And I always tell them, what's more important, having your buddy, a buddy or somebody there to, to train with you or train you, or is it more important to get the results and the attention that you want? And they have to sit there and think about it. They're yeah. like, huh. You know, because they don't think – exactly yeah. they don't think about it like that. They think that being in person is like we have like this magic wand that's going to make them lose the weight, right? But it's not – that's not what it is. Right. So I see the benefits for sure being in person for like motivation to like, you know, show them a technique. But in reality t with general weight loss, technique isn't the most important thing when you're doing exercises that aren't like you, it doesn't require like crazy amount of, you know, technique, right? There's a lot of variability with it as long as they're right. not injuring themselves, obviously. But I think that what you're saying is hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I can actually spend more time with my clients throughout the week on an online basis because I can shoot them a text, shoot them an email, shoot them a video or something like real quick. And then I can just right. be in contact with them. You know what I mean? You can't do that at the gym. Yeah. Well, you can, but you feel like you're doing it for free. Yeah. Right? Like, so I mean, like, like that gaps, like you're talking about, like I totally understand. And so I feel like, what I tell them is, is would you want a personal trainer that you see twice a week or three times a week only? And they're not, they, you don't check in with them online. Like you don't communicate at all. Or would you rather have somebody that you can literally reach yeah. out pretty much 24 seven, um, you know, depending on your hours and stuff. And I usually just allow like a certain message back time, but I love right, right. working with clients so much that it's like, I like to get back to them because if I was being coached by somebody that's the main thing. Like say I don't have a certain food or a certain this or that that I I'm, I'm wanting or it's not matching up right. Or I'm confused. The main thing that I would be like is man, text me back, text me back because <laughs> I want to know. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. Um, that's, that that's the whole, like for some reason in-person training right now, I think it's honestly, I think it's going to change in the near future um, as it becomes more common, but yeah, people view in-person training as, as more valuable. Like people, they'll be willing to, I used to work at, at an Equinox and the training packages there minimum were like $1,200 and for like an eight week program. Um, and then, you know, they went all the way up to like $10,000 or something for a program. And, you know, people were, you know, I don't, obviously the gym, the location I was at had a lot of people that had money, but like just in general, people just value it more for some reason. And I mean, for obvious reasons, cause like, it's just what they know, right? Like they're in, they're in person, you know, it, for some reason that makes it more valuable, but yeah, I think it's definitely going to be, there's going to be a shift in people understanding what online coaching is. I think that's the first thing is like, people just don't understand what it is. And so you're talking about like, how do I get people to like, so the first thing, first of all, I'm always, I, I, I don't have anybody apply that, that doesn't know that I'm an online coach. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I don't know why, like, I don't know if I do something completely different than you, but um, if, you know, if they don't realize that I'm an online coach, I won't, you know, go through that process. But 
The other thing, and I think maybe this is, God, if you want to do another podcast on sales, online coaching sales, I'd love to do that. Um, yeah. But the, the other thing is that I'm always super upfront with anyone who I'm considering to take on. And so it's not like, it, I don't try to like trick them into training with me, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if I have someone on basically, you know, if they reach out to me or I reach out to them, um, you know, I'll, I'll message them, kind of ask them what their goals are, stuff like that. And then um, or if they reach out to me, they'll be like, hey, these are my goals. Uh, this is what I'm trying to do. Or they fill out my application, you know, has has that on there, too. Um, and then I'll do like a quick 10 minute call and just basically that that's the time I always do two calls with people. And the first one is a 10 minute call to basically figure out if there's something, someone that is like, you know, that I want to work with. Um, if first of all, do they speak English? That's a big one. Um, <laughs> but also like, you know, just say like, Hey, this is what's up. Like, this is, um, this is what I'm doing. We're going to schedule another call to, you know, see if we're fit to work together at that time. I will invite you to work with me. Um, and that's the other thing, you know, as you, that's, that's the other reason why like starting in person is so important is because you have to build up your value, right? Like I, I can say to people now, like, Hey, I'm going to invite you to work with me because I've built up that value in my client list. And so like, I'm not going to take people on that I don't want anymore. Yeah. But again, like, that's why if you start in person, right. Like if you, if, a lot of people, if they start like as an online coach, and then they're trying to tell people like, oh, I have limited spots. Like you don't have limited spots. Like everyone knows it, right? <laughs> like I have, you know, I'll use this because I literally will only take on a certain number of people because I don't, I'm not smart and do group coaching like you do yet. But, you know, I'll only take on like 20 people at a time. And so, yeah, if I say like I have two spots left, it's because I have 18 people and I literally have two spots left. But if you're starting, starting out as an online coach and you're, and you put up a, you know, a, um, What's it called? Facebook a promotion. Ad. Yeah, promotion. yeah, Facebook ad or promotion or something. And you're like, yeah, I have two spots left. You know, come and sign up today. Like, you first of all, people can sense that. People, people know when people are lying, right? <laughs> like, don't lie to people, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then also, like, yeah, like you want to build up that that value, and so you can do that as an online coach. It's just so much harder, and it's just not like it's not as fun. I feel like you, when you train in person, you get that perspective of like how much it sucks to train in person. Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, you can, you can appreciate all the, the extra time that you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I or agree. Time, you fill it up. Yeah. So it's not like... Oh, that's another point I wanted to make is that if you think that getting into online coaching, this is another kind of myth is that people think that like, as soon as you start being an online coach, you have like way more free time. Uh, that's a myth. That's a lie. That's, that's not true. Like, do you get to spend more time at home? Yeah. Like you have more free time. You can, you know, decide what you want to do with your time, but no, I mean, you're, you're still working and that's a good thing. Like you should like what you do. And so I love what I do. And so I, that's why I choose to have hour long calls with all of my clients because I want to talk to them for an hour each week. Right. Like it's, they, some of them, they, they don't really like, um, cause I've had, I've had, uh, 
I've seen some people do group coaching and like they'll have 20 people in their program or something. And then like each week only two or three people will show up for the group coaching each week. And maybe you're experiencing this too. Um, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I don't want like me personally from my style and maybe I'll get into that. Maybe, you know, I'll start doing that in the near future. But, um, I just find that the other thing is if, first of all, if they can skip out on something, if your clients can skip out on something, they will like, they'll, <laughs> they'll do it. But also, um, the reason I schedule like one-on-ones for each person, like it's their session type of thing is because they don't really know what they're going to get. Like, it's kind of like, they don't, yeah, like they don't, they don't even realize what's about to happen to them. Um, and it's always like, wow, I'm so glad that I took that time, you know, that hour to spend on, on the phone because it, it really, yeah, makes yeah. a huge difference. And the other thing I want to point out is that when I first started doing this, I was not really good at it. Right. Like I was, I was, I don't want to say I'm bad cause I know like the science and I know what I'm doing, but I just, I wasn't that good at it. And so you have to understand that you have to practice it and get better. You have to just, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's a, it's a transition to get into to really I get out. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. But but yeah, no, it's all great points. Um and with the group stuff, yeah, I noticed um that if you don't make your clients do something, they're probably not gonna do it. Um right. unless you've built a relationship with them that or their personality brings it out, you know. But uh Yeah if they are just getting into it and they are still more of like in the insecure stage, um, yeah, you're not going to get into the group call. And so what I do, that's why I kind of do the one-on-ones along with meaning like, uh, how do I do it? I do the group call and I have the Facebook group and we'll post up wins. We'll post up a bunch of stuff during the week. Um, whether it's recipes or whatever. And, um, and then, really try to involve as much as I can and then really call them out, tag them and stuff in the group. But uh, if they don't show up to the call, and another thing is too, I don't know if you, you probably have experiences obviously, but it's getting everybody at the same, at the one time. Like that's the biggest thing is, you know, obviously you need to value your own time. So like you got to put it around your schedule, but um, to get everybody on the same call, like you can't find everybody that has the same time during the day. Right. So right. that's where, um, that's not like a point. Yeah. 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 That's where it comes in with the one-on-ones. Uh, I like to do an half an hour, half an hour call, but if it goes over, it goes over, but I usually just say 30 minutes. Um, I always go an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I say 30 minutes and then it usually breaks oh, yeah. down a little longer just because yeah, it just becomes more about not the nutrition and training. <laughs> right. There's so, so much more than that. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's kind of how I do it. And it's like, there's all these different structures. I'm still learning like which one, right. because yeah. Yeah. you obviously we want to be able to help the most amount of people. Um, but also obviously give the most quality. We don't want to just push the quantity unless, cause our business strategy isn't about the, the qual, uh, quantity. It's about the quality, but say if you were right. trying to do more of a, volume pusher and you're really good at writing plans and you have a niche that it's not about the security it's about literally just getting 
shredded or whatever, right? Yeah. That's totally different. And I know coaches like that. I actually just did a podcast with uh, a prep coach, Terry Placker, and he he's, uh, has 200 clients at one time, right? And so yeah. he um, goes through, and it's not like it's a cookie-cutter program because I know his stuff. It's not cookie-cutter because a lot of online coaches now, that's another good point, is they have icons, and it's not even them coaching, right? It's just somebody else writing a right. meal plan and sending it out to 50 people, which is just complete bullshit. But, um, right. but if he's not cookie cutter. And if you can get into a niche where you know their body, the body type and stuff and the science, and it literally just comes down to the science, then yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But I think in our case, in a most of our viewers and listeners right now, um, it's going to be how we are doing things. Right. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're talking about someone like that, I mean, first of all, his clients probably don't need a lot of mental help, right? They need someone to give them macros and a workout for the most part. Um, you know, obviously, right. Cause most people that are competing for a show, like they're usually really into fitness. They're usually pretty self-motivated, stuff like that. Um, they just want someone that they just know that like you have to have someone watching you. Right. Like that's another point. Um, even LeBron James has a coach. Um, I'm going to make a post about that later, but yeah, you know, like you, you, you have to have someone coach. You have to have someone watching you, right? Like I've had a coach my entire life, right? Whether it was for baseball, football, um, wrestling. Right. And then when I, you know, after I graduated, I actually had, I just had a coach for fitness. I don't It was like, it was so random, but then like I had a coach for that. And then like, if I hadn't, there's no way I would be where I am now. Not even a chance. Yeah. I think the number one thing you can, well, like college, you know, rips your wallet dry, obviously, but, um, I yes. don't go to college. Thing, yeah. <laughs> I don't <honestly laughs> even tell people now, like who want to be trainers. I'm like, don't go to college, man. Just get your NASM or get something else that you can get in three months and then just start putting yourself in the atmosphere. Um, yeah. Go work at a gym. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I was going to say the number one investment I have valued from is from being coached like from my mentor or my coaches that have previously written my nutrition and training and how they done things and investing. Yeah. In, uh, I've invested in a couple like um, mentorship programs to help build an online fitness business uh, to right. get different opinions. And that's how everything we're kind of going. It's, it sounds weird because it sounds like you've had the same kind of mentorship or maybe you're just really good at catching on one of the two, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but it sounds like exactly kind of the steps that I've been trying to, I've been learning the last probably six months. Um, yeah, I was, no, I was, I was, I was in a mentorship program for the last four months. Yeah. Yeah, I did. But, um, and it's, 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 it's the next stage, right? Like, like ask, this is, this would be a great for your podcast. Every coach that you bring on, ask them, have you had a coach before? Yes. hundred percent. Right. So like if you're trying to, you know, whatever you're trying to do, like if you're trying to take piano or learn piano, you get a teacher, right? Like just everything that you do, you have to have a teacher or a coach or a mentor. Right. And so, yeah, like I was getting into the online space. I was getting into independent business, sole proprietorship. And, um, and I was at that point, I was just like, wait, I need someone to coach me through this. Like I've had a coach my whole life. I need someone to do this for me. Um, and you know, I don't have one right now, but I'm definitely going to get one soon. Another one. 
Yeah, and I, I, like, I kind of yeah. downgraded and kind of just stuck with the marketing and stuff, and I've tried to see what I could do on my own without the coaching. But it is tough because uh, for a couple reasons is I think you should get a coach, whether it's a fitness coach or whatever, because when you lay money down, you are enti- – like you got to do it now, right? Like, like that's the one thing with me at least is – when I lay money down, I'm an all or nothing kind of person. So it's like, yeah. I'm losing something. I want to make sure I'm getting the full benefit of those dollars, you know, put out. Right. Um, right. And along with that, uh, I think that if you try to, there's a lot shorter line. If you have a coach rather than you file yeah. an air and obviously mess up and not get it. Um, that could be one hundreds of clients that you've missed. Uh, two, it could be your <clears throat> protocol, uh, not working for your current clients. Um, it could be tens of hundreds of clients that you've not been able to give your full self and, you know, yeah. in the long run and the, the money aspect of things, it could be a lot missed as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, absolutely. but that'd be, I would love to do another one on, uh, the sales and just business stuff like that in general. I'm digging this sure. pretty cool. So. Um, yeah, man, that was, that was my biggest growth from this year was like last year I was focused solely on like, how do I be the best coach ever? And then this year was, okay, how do I help the most people? Yep. Which yeah. Translates into how do I build my business? Yeah, exactly. I've, I, same, same with me is, is like, it's not, it's not like, Hey bro, can you write me up a meal plan anymore? It's not that <laughs> it's like, how do you, oh, God. you know what I mean? Like, like I, I skipped that stage. Oh, you did. You got lucky because, oh, yeah. especially when all your friends, right? Like oh, yeah. everybody was, yeah. everybody's your friend now. When you know how to, how to get people leaner, <laughs> and they're like, oh, right, that's yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any friends, so that I skipped that. <laughs> well, well, yeah. So that's good for you though, because that was a, a stage where you're like, you're thinking you're doing all this stuff, and you're like, man, I only got a couple hundred bucks. That's a, but you know what though? That's, a, that's another learning stage though, right? Like you use that, like write your buddies meal plans for free, watch them not follow it. And then now you understand why money is important. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, it's not for you. It's not for the coach, right? Like the, I didn't get in this business to, to, to make a ton of money, right? Like obviously, yeah, I want to make a lot of money, but um, like when someone pays you, it's not for you. It's for them. Yeah. Yeah, right. that was my biggest thing yeah. uh, growing or, or structuring this year, kind of like you said, growing an b- actual business is right. I'm, still, I'm still, I feel like I need to mature more into a long-term uh, organics and stuff like that. Cause I put on a lot of content, but there's not a lot of like lead flow with my content. It's just content. <laughs> but I think that um, really being comfortable because you got to be confident in the price that you give, because if you're not, then why should they be right? So I think that yeah. you know, 100% right, like that price, this isn't necessarily like, you know, for me, I mean, obviously, thank you for compensating my efforts because like, I feel like I deserve it, but that's because I'm confident that this thing is going to help you. And also that price is going to keep you accountable. Because like I said, when I put money down, it's like, all right, I got to do it. And so um, I spent the most amount of money I've ever spent on anything. Uh, what was it? October through... December, um, for like a three, four month, whatever it was, um, mentorship kind of thing that you're talking about. So the most amount of money my, like I've, I've ever spent at one time and it was the best 
money I've ever spent because it's uh, it's literally common sense given to you on a plate where you can understand it and then apply it and then you it gives you confidence to grow to this big it's like you're planting the seed and now you have this big thing yeah. and now you know what I mean so it's like um, the placebo effect yeah right like the placebo effect works because you think it's gonna work so like when you hire someone to do a job you know you're expecting it to work yeah so, so well awesome dude well yeah I know we're going a little long here um but i guess i got no plans dude <laughs> honestly i think we should split this up like you said um and schedule another one for the for like sales and different like strategy with um within the business sure that's totally yeah is is your podcast geared i'm obviously i should know this is it geared towards more like coaches or so right now I've been doing, um, I've been trying to really push it and get going, um, get ground on like SoundCloud, iTunes and YouTube because yeah, I, um, have really pushed Instagram, Facebook the last year. Really? I've had right. like hit and miss on podcasting, but I really wanted to get it going hard because, um, it's a good place to be in. Yeah. It's just with the fitness. Uh, Dude, it's, it's, it's actually really crazy that you messaged me this week because last week, um, I had done an interview with someone and I was literally, I was like, it wasn't even for a podcast. It was for something else. And I was like, man, like I should, I, the first thought I was, I should start a podcast. And then the second thought I was saying was I should find someone who has a podcast. Right. To like be on someone. Cause I was like, okay, maybe I don't start one, but I'll just start with like giving, you know, I want to help people out. So if someone needs someone on their podcast, mm -hmm. I can give value. And then you literally messaged me. I'm like, Man, that is the universe at work. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. No, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking too. Is is um, bringing the community together, really uh, networking with other coaches because uh, what I believe in is there's there's a lot of online coaches now, right? Or there's beginning to, yeah. be. and there's a lot of a lot of despite despite there's a lot of people think that there's a lot of bad coaches because of like just sending out cookie cutter stuff. There is a there lot. There are a lot of bad coaches. Yeah. But there, there is a lot of good coaches though. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm kind of trying to like reach out and get uh, people in the same space as me and really to be, and there's enough, yeah. there's enough people for everybody to help. Right. Like I'm not worried about you taking a sale or I take a sale from you or whatever. I'm not worried about that because there's so many, you know, Bro, heart disease one cause of death yeah yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> so like, i think that if we kind of come together and uh like share some stuff like that and really network with each other audience i think that's most important you know what i mean absolutely so Bro, if you yeah. want me on every week let me know hey <laughs> yeah i will like, maybe we'll have to set one up <laughs> but yeah for sure yeah so let's uh wrapping this up for this one uh, I guess for our viewers, going out of this, what are three, uh, three tips or three things that you would say from your experience that you would give somebody trying to become either a personal trainer or an online coach? Personal trainer or online coach? Trying, trying to get into becoming trying a fitness coach. Yeah. Or a health coach or something. My three, three biggest things. Number one would be 
Number one would be figure out how you can help other people. Whether that be because, and the reason I say that is because a lot of people, wherever they're at in their life and their stage of this process, most people don't feel like they have enough experience or they don't feel like they're qualified enough. I think that's another big one is that they don't feel like they're qualified enough. And I go on a huge tangent about qualifications um, because I think that they're mo not most of them, but a lot of them are bullshit. Um, and my biggest example of that is most of my clients, I don't want to say all of them just because I don't know, but most of my clients will come to me before they come to their, go to their doctor. Mm -hmm. And there's an easy explanation for that. The explanation for that is because they know that I'm going to listen to them. Right. And that's a big one because like, not to say that doctors aren't like useful like obviously we need doctors <laughs> let's let's keep that a thing like that's good um but um the problem is that god i, I wouldn't do a whole podcast on like how to how to talk to your doctor or like what is a doctor because i think most people don't understand what a doctor is and there's three things that a doctor <sighs> doctors diagnose prescribe and keep you alive that's that's my quote. They bandage you up, right? They don't prevent right. they don't fix it. Right. They don't yeah, they're not and that's not their but that's not their job, right? Like this is I got I went off one day like on a tangent because I was all feeling all high and mighty, but like it's not their fault, right? That's not their job. Yeah. Right. Their job is to keep you alive. Mm -hmm. Right. And which is fine. They're really good at that and we and we definitely need that. Um but the the problem is that it, it's that's all it is right and so when you need something more than that you have to go find someone else and so my first advice is find a way to help other people because it could be anything right like like you said like writing meal plans for your bros right that's a way you're helping them right find a way to help other people and then make that your thing right and then just keep expanding off that, right? It can start with one thing and then it goes to another thing. And then soon you have 10 things that you're helping with people, right? That's an example of building your value. Um, my second piece of advice is, I already said this earlier, is don't start as an online trainer. And don't even think of yourself as an online trainer, right? Because it's like, I don't know, I think it gives off the wrong impression, right? Yeah. Um, I'm more of like an accessible therapist basically like <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. right and so yeah and so that's my second piece of advice is get experience and 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 i guess my third off of that my third piece of advice is don't be afraid to do things for free um i think that was a that was a big thing um for me coming into i mean just kind of like in general like um yeah feeling feeling like you have to be paid for everything like and then also actually this is what i wanted to talk about i want to talk about don't be an online trainer for the money yeah. right because a lot of people will sell you on the fact that online coaching makes you more money and saves you time and all this stuff and while that can be true yeah like it it does save you some time and and you can make 
that your potential for making more money is higher, right? Because you're not trading your time for money. Um, you like, don't get into it for that. Get into it because you realize that you can help more people as an online coach than you ever could as an in-person trainer. Right. Mm-hmm. But start as an in-person trainer. It's like, it's like, you know, working in it's, it's like anything, right? Like start in the trenches, figure like that's where you learn the most, right? That's where I learned the most is I was training people in person and getting to know how to talk to people and communicate and yeah. yeah. And then, and then transition into online. Yeah, no, I remember, um, I actually did a podcast like, I want to say probably a year ago now with Jordan Syatt and, um, his, uh, nice. his word of advice was, if you want to become an online trainer, give out all of your content for free. <laughs> He's like, literally yeah. push out as much free stuff as possible and your following will come um, if it's good. And the sales right. will just happen because they're buying you. They're not buying your yeah. program. They're buying you, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, 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 that's been huge for me is like, all again, all people that, well, I'll have people that'll be like, I don't know if you're, if I'm your ideal client, right? They'll start making excuses about like, they're not right or something like that. And then, you know, also like I'll get them on the phone and then they'll be like, oh, like you know what you're talking about. Like you actually care. Like you're, wow, I, what the hell? I did not <laughs> expect this at all. Cause they'll think like they're going to get on the phone and I'm going to be like, yo, what's up, bro? Like, all right, we're going to give you a plan. Like, <laughs> You know, seriously, no, it's amazing what people think. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, for, for probably for good reason, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there like that. So yeah, that would, that would be my advice is like, I don't remember what the three things I said were, but be patient, start small, build off of that. Like you don't know everything and that's okay. You don't have to know everything, right? Listen to your clients. Awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, Hey, Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really do appreciate it. It was some great information. I actually learned a little bit and uh, it was nice to relate cool. to somebody in the same space, bro. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it was awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So what I'm going to do uh, for everybody viewing, I'm going to put Andrew's um, social media stuff, Instagram, all that stuff in my uh, description box. So if you guys want to reach out, ask him any questions, um, and see how he does things or if he can help you or if I can help you, I'll put my stuff in there too. Um, other than that, if you like this, if it helped you guys, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to our channel. There's a lot more podcasts coming out. Um, and if you have any more ideas for the podcast, make sure to either just message me or comment, comment below. All right. So other than that, thanks Andrew. And we will see you next time. Awesome. Thanks Austin.